And I know that we all have our own opinions about Barbie and that's not the point here, but just the impact of a woman product boss in the fifties and Mattel as we know it today. And the legacies we're all going to create, especially the women that listen to this podcast and our daughters that watch and our sons that watch what we do as business owners and what we can create that we look back at 60 years from now. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlositep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey there, friend. Can you believe that the summer is already starting to wind down? It always feels like summer is never long enough, right? And that's exactly why it's so important to make the most of the remaining summer days we have left. Now, as a product boss, you're probably wondering about the best way to do that, especially as we're about to head into our busiest season yet. Now, the answer lies in embracing AI. The latest research reveals that marketers have been able to cut their work time on manual admin tasks in half with the help of AI. I know. Wow. Mind blown. So if you're a product-based business owner wearing all the hats and constantly feeling like there's never enough time in the day, imagine what having your time on those marketing tasks could actually mean for you and your business. That's why HubSpot has integrated AI tools directly into their CRM platform, which features things like ChatSpot and Content Assistant. With a straightforward chat-based command, You can summarize research, create copy, and pull reports in seconds. This means you can spend more of your precious time on things like making your products and shipping and serving your customers. It's time to start working smarter, not harder, product boss. Learn more and get started at HubSpot.com. Welcome back, friends, to the Product Boss Podcast. Mina and Jacqueline here to chat all things product-based business and marketing. But today, we're going to jump on the Barbie bandwagon Mm -hmm. and talk about their $150 million marketing campaign and how incredibly genius it was and all the partnerships and all the things that came from it. And we actually have some insider friend knowledge on the... Or we know the people that created the Airbnb Barbie house. So we're just going to talk we all things. We know them. We're in the same mastermind as them. I mean, they're our friends. We're going to yeah. claim them. <laughs> Not just we know them. We've spent time, time with them. We know <gasps> the behind the scenes of their business. And what they did was absolutely freaking incredible. That Barbie dream house Airbnb was blow your mind creative and exceptionally good. Yeah. So let's talk about Barbie and Barbie the movie. And it has already grossed as of like mid-August over a billion dollars in global box office sales. This is nuts for a movie. This is probably, the I think it is the highest grossing movie ever, especially directed by a woman, by Greta Gerwig. Um, So this is just, it's a, it's a game changer across the board in so many 
ways. But as a as product-based business owners, I think what's really interesting here is to dig into sort of this this new way of marketing and how we saw something that was a movie influence brands and products and collaborations and partnerships and how I'm sure this is just the beginning of a new way of marketing. Yeah. I think first and foremost, I will tell you one of the things that they did right was uh, when I went to go see the movie, I took my daughter who is 13 years old, right? Right when you walk in, photo opportunities everywhere. I mean, the one that we had was um, like a cardboard thing that looked like the Barbie dream house that you go and stand in front of it as if you're in front of her closet. You know, so I took my photo, Suri took her photo. There was, there was a line, you know, and all it is is cardboard. So there's no real things like a bunch of high heels, whatnot. And if, if we were behind maybe like six teenage boys. I kid you not, every single one of them took a photo. They took group photos. They took, you know, selfies. Um, I offered to take a photo for them. They wanted the selfie aspect to it. You know, all these different things. So first and foremost, the movie theaters really played into this idea of the experience of the movies. And um, everywhere I saw, people were posting about seeing that movie, but it was because there was photo opportunities. So a lot of people, I don't know if you had it, but the boxes, the Barbie what are the toy boxes? You know what I mean? Like the Mattel um, cardboard box that Barbie comes in. There was a lot of those that we didn't have it at our movie theater, but I saw everywhere across the globe was something where somebody took a photo in front of a Barbie something, dream house, Barbie toy box or whatever, and posted that they went to go see the movie. So that yeah. was one of the things that they really just did right. Well, let's back it all the way up. And I'll say, I think it was, I think it might've been in the fall um, here. I think, I don't know if you remember, but I went with like um, my, one of my best friends and her two daughters and Willa, and we went to the Barbie museum or the mm -hmm. Barbie playhouse. And so they had taken over a space at a mall and you walked in and it was like the Barbie camper and like kids went. And this is before like the big, big release of Barbie, but they started kind of reseeding the, the idea of living in, to say it, like the Barbie world and that experience. So my husband's like, oh, do you think that they did that for the campaign? Like, do you think that they did that? And I was like, yeah, they were preseding Barbie. Like they were bringing Absolutely. Barbie to the You could buy surface. Barbies there, right? What? You could buy Barbies there, right? Yeah. And actually I upgraded our ticket. It's so expensive. I upgraded our ticket for like, <laughs> but I mean, they've been getting real expensive. I, I mean, you could buy a Barbie now for cheap. I feel like for like eight bucks for Target, but well, they're like the little ones, but this is like, you could upgrade the experience and the girls could get a Barbie and then they got to pick, um, like an out, like two outfits or one outfit and two shoes and like accessories. Really, they were like Barbies that nobody wanted. They were like backstock Barbies. <laughs> no, <laughs> they were just like the Barbies that you're like, aren't you? Like when I looked at them, I was like, they're not the most popular Barbies. Yeah. Um, and then they had a bunch of clothes and stuff, and it was the experience. And we spent an extra like fifty bucks per ticket, I think, to get this Barbie experience. Meanwhile, literally, as I'm clearing out Willow's room right now all Barbies are going to the wayside for this third grader. So. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, all the way back then, they were starting to, and if you think about it, you and I are ideal customers. Yeah. Um, I listened to Greta Gerwig in a, in a podcast episode on Smartless, 
Um, side note, do you know James was friends with her growing up? He went to school oh, dances wow. with her. He went to what? School dances. So oh, she nice. went to the all-girls... Catholic, James is my husband. And she went to the all-girls Catholic school, which Lady Bird, the movie that she created, was about the all-girls Catholic school. And her boyfriend at the time was James's girlfriend's brother. So they would go to dances together. So he and, and so he's known her since she was younger, but obviously they don't know each other anymore. But she was on this episode of Smart List, and she was saying that, and Margot Robbie and the choice is that when you say the word Barbie, the the ideal Barbie, the blonde, you know, 1950s first Barbie that came out is what we imagine Margot Robbie to be or vice versa, versus what Barbie has become, which is every girl, right? Like everybody, mm-hmm. they, tra- they started to try and incorporate that. So it's really interesting how they started to see that earlier. And then as the marketing grew and grew and grew, and it was getting to the point of like releasing the movie, but the movie wasn't a, wasn't for kids. It was really for you and I, but our kids could go. Yeah. And it was elevated, right? Like they they missed some stuff, <laughs> like the last line of the movie. Oh. Well, it was like, what kind of doctor is that? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna give that one I away. Love her. Um, so Suri loved the movie. So she's 13. I didn't take my youngest, who is the same age as Willow, she's eight years old. Um, and it was a great movie. Um, I thought that what intrigued me was I also listened to Greta um, Gerwig. And she had mentioned that she was unsure of how the movie would turn out. This was a different Mm -hmm. whole article that I read. She she was unsure of how our society would receive the movie. And she was concerned of it being a career killer. She Mm -hmm. used the words career killer, which of course intrigued my interest because I'm like, I want to see what's going on over here, you know? And, but it made a statement. That's what I loved about it in a way that you, you glean what you, you, can from it in that everybody, like if you're a guy, you're going to receive something different. If you're a teenager, you're going to receive something different. Also, I love this trend that's happening on TikTok recently, because just like what you said, where we grew up with Barbies, right? I actually never owned Barbies. Like we just, you know, like back then you had to be like rich or something. I don't know. (laughs) It wasn't just, it wasn't in a strict Asian household, but I understood the relevance of Barbie because my sister's name is Barbie. She was named after my dad's sister, whose name is Ba, which means flower. But Barbie was everywhere. So it was almost like I have a sister named Barbie. Okay. So, um, but Did there's she, by the way, to- buy everything because this is like the time of her life that she can get everything with her name on it. I, and she hates it actually. <laughs> She hates, so she changed her name legally, legally to Barb. And she explained it to us when she did that because she's like, imagine being named something so significant like Balky. Remember Perfect Strangers and Balky? <laughs> I love that you guys brought Balky. It's not that Can you imagine all the Balkies out there? Like, I get it. No, it's more like Alexa. Yeah. Or you just brought up you Balky. <laughs> No, that was the example she gave. And then, you know, my daughter's name is Suri, right? Well, a year later, freaking Siri comes out. Like, yeah. How, you know, and and I happen to know, like, you know, one of the people we know, her daughter's name is not Anna. Who's the other one? Elsa? Oh my God, what? Yes, Elsa. Oh my God, I don't know why I forgot about that. Um, Her name's Elsa. And so it's like, you know, those things where you maybe as a child and as you're growing up, you don't want that type of attention. But so 
that we, in our childhood, that was how we received Barbie. Okay. Mm. But there's this trend on TikTok that I really love. And that is there's these lot of young girls that are in their like 20s, upper 20s now. They're taking their grandmas to go see the movie. Literally grandmas that are 80 and 90. Oh, if 70, I took my 80, grandma, 90. I'd be so over her head. Um, and so the grandmas are dressing up in pink too, okay. because the grandmas are the ones who bought them the Barbies. So I think mm-hmm. that that is really significant for all of us as small business owners. Sometimes when you're growing up as a child, oftentimes, actually not sometimes, oftentimes you get those amazing, beautiful things like Barbies that are a real treat from your grandparents, from your grandma, you know? And so I thought that that was really cool is that it is cross-generational how they're you know, marketing to all these different people and they're of all different ages and we're all gleaning something different from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I think, I think just listening to some interviews with Greta because she wrote it and directed it and she wrote it during 2020. Mm. So that was like a whole other time. And she came, she butted heads with Mattel a bit because she had the kind of story she wanted to write versus Mattel being a kid's toy company. And and also not wanting to like say, look, you know, um, the things about body positivity, inclusivity, and all the things like that that came along with Barbie. So she had a mega job ahead of her. Yeah. But let's talk about like the marketing and marketing campaign because what we saw was literally everybody was talking about it. Little kids like Willa wanted to dress up in pink and she made she wanted James to dress like a Ken doll and go see the movie. We've got grandmas <laughs> going. That's a trend I saw on TikTok. People showing their Kens and it's their husband. Oh, really? Oh, so you know what I saw was I thought this was brilliant. So anybody out there named Ken, it was a I um a coffee shop here locally, not locally, but more in Pella, where my husband is from, so an hour away. And it was that song, Just Ken. Uh And it was like, he's just Ken. You know, she's everything, whatever. And um, he's making coffee. And the caption said, it's a great time to be named Ken. (laughs) (laughs) But even from a marketing perspective, you could have been like, "Come if your name is Barbie, get a free whatever. If your name is Ken, get a free whatever, right? I didn't see that, but that's brilliant too. No, I I just came up with it. I am marketing (laughs) posts. I'm going to tell my sister. (laughs) All right. But let's dig in to the the genius around this and why it pertains to all of you, your small business owners, because you're all listening. First, let's tell them the incredible budget. So it was a $150 million marketing budget. Worth every penny. But for a billion dollars all day, every day, right? But... I would say, wait, was it a billion? Is that how no, much? No, it's fifty. You're right. You're right. 150 million. And they've yeah. made, they've crossed the billion dollar mark. Billion. I yeah. 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 I was like, is a billion a lot of money? Like my brain. Big difference. Out <laughs> Big difference in the million and billion. So clarifier. They made, yeah, do the math and it would be like equivalent to like a dime versus a thousand dollars. Now know? I saw a lot of our product-based business owners, people we follow, um, especially small businesses that did lean into the campaign. I saw a lot of like the memes, um, a lot of things where they like made it feel pink during the time like leading up to the movie. So a lot of you did take advantage of what the bigger marketing budgets were doing and making it applicable. And we're so proud of you for doing that because that's the idea. Like we teach this, you know, calendar content, things that are relevant. 
you all, those of you that know this, you saw the relevancy in it and you're like, I'm going to jump on that pink bandwagon. During the time that it came out, I was in Europe. I was in small towns in Europe. I was in big towns. I was like in the city of Bath, which is like Roman baths in like in the UK. And I remember walking by like a sunglass store and we literally stopped because my daughter's like, mom, look. And it was a cute little sunglass store, but they had a little pink Barbie Corvette with a couple Barbies wearing sunglasses in the window. So cute. And they brought out all their pink sunglasses. They didn't even have to have any association with Barbie to market with what the world was talking about and being influenced by in, in everywhere we looked. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love that because just think, you know, I saw a whole bunch of collaborations. One of them that I thought was so cool was the double decker buses in the UK and Europe Mm. and everything. Are there taxis? There were pink taxis in the UK. Yeah. And they made those double decker buses look like Barbie's camper, you know? Mm. So it was like everything, everywhere you turned, it was Barbie. And then everything you ate, turn to Barbie. So like Cold Stone came out with ice cream. And it's like, I know these seem like gigantic, right? So when I'm talking about the double-decker bus, that does seem gigantic. That's why I love Jacqueline's example of the, um, just bringing out the pink sunglasses, right? That's just as relevant. So everywhere they turn, you're kind of partaking and being relevant to what people are seeing. And adding to their experience as they walk down a street, like, hey, look at that. Hey, look at that. It's like watching the commercials on Super Bowl, but being immersed in it, you know, is like, it's just really cool to see all the marketing, creative marketing that's been out there for the Barbie movie in particular. So I think one of the bigger takeaways for a lot of us in, you're all in marketing, because if you have a product to sell, you're in marketing and sales. So it's a huge part of what your job is as a product boss. So one thing we're seeing a big turn to, and this is just a great example, is the experience of marketing now. Like what experiences can be created? Let's see, like Mina, you started it when you talked about the pod, and when you introduced on the podcast that you said, you know, people who went into movie theaters mm-hmm. could walk into a Barbie box and take a picture. That already changed their experience walking into a movie theater, which people haven't walked into movie theaters in a really long time, and up-leveled the experience of almost being able to become a Barbie. Um, And we've seen that in a lot of places. And then the idea of like what other experiences could happen. So our little like shout out to our friends, Shannon and Yadira, they own Verb. um, And one of their clients is Airbnb. And that's all we know. But they are the ones with Airbnb that created Ken's Barbie dream house in Malibu. Super under wraps. We didn't know until it got released. And we're like, holy moly, we know you. Can we go? And they said, absolutely not. But (laughs) (laughs) you're lucky you know us. (laughs) Just kidding. They didn't say that. No, we couldn't go, you know. But Only um, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. (laughs) Yes. It was the only people that I did see go. Um, But it was amazing nonetheless. Um, I want to, like, if you go through, I think it'd be fun to tell which ones that we saw collaborations that were the coolest that we each particularly liked. Yeah. because there were so think, many. I do think the idea of the experience, when you start to think about your product and experience, and I think that's one big thing we're going to start to see where it's not only going to, yes, we're doing these collaborations, but it's also people starting to experience whatever it is. I think that's you know why Disneyland is, why people love Disneyland mm-hmm. or Universal Studios where you can go and experience Hogwarts um, or you can go and experience 
the Star Wars land. People want to integrate and like cross this thing over. And now it's really interesting because we're seeing this happen with movies, but in real time with real products and real stores and real, like in real time, we don't have to wait for it to be built like Mario land at, you know, Universal. Yeah. So let's talk about, so there's $150 million budget, which is the budget that Barbie had, Mattel or Barbie, the movie had, but then there are all the collaborations and partnerships, which was not a part of their budget. Rather, they may have made money off of these collaborations through licensing deals. Yeah, for sure. And then also I wanted to talk about how dumbest they as small businesses could also take some action too, right? Because that yeah. was what we had told our MSM, our multi-stream machine next level um, students way, way back in the early part of summer when Jacqueline was talking about um, going to the Barbie pop-up, you know, workshop or whatever it was experience that we told them tap into this Barbie trend that happens to be right at the beginning part of it. Hey friend, I'm just going to interrupt this episode really quickly because it's podcast recommendation time. Okay. So this month we are really enjoying the hustle daily show. It's hosted by Zachary Crockett, Jacob Cohen, Robert Litters, and Julie Bennett which is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. The Hustle Daily Show brings you a daily dose of offbeat and informative takes on the most recent interesting business and tech stories. One of my favorite things about the show is how on top of the stories they are, because they make sure that their episodes are always released and relevant to what's currently happening in the world. So one of their most recent episodes is all about the writer's strike, which is happening in Hollywood. And it's actually affecting my family because if you don't know it, my husband is an actor and now his union as the actors are striking and the writer's strike. And they're really talking about what AI has to do with those strikes. And let me tell you, it is so informative because as business owners, I think it's so crucial for us to understand what's happening in the world outside of our own market to see how it can play into our businesses as well. Because while AI is amazing, there are a lot of cons for writers and actors. And this episode is really interesting and they dig in and they'll give you their take on it. So I can't wait for you to dive into that episode. Listen to The Hustle Daily Show wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, Product Boss. Okay, it's your product biz coach here, Jacqueline, and I have a treat for you. So the other day we got a message on Instagram from our friend Lolly. Now she's a product boss and she was on the hunt for an easy to use inventory management software to keep track of her raw goods and what she had ready to sell. And guess what? We had an answer for her. Not only did we have a fantastic inventory management software to refer her to, but we also had a whole treasure chest of 308 other business tools and resources to make her product-based business easier to manage and more efficient to grow. And we have it for you as well. Now picture this, packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools. Oh my, you name it, we've got it. And here's the cherry on top. It is totally free, right? It's not going to cost you a single penny. That's right, because you can get your hands on the Product Boss's Ultimate Resource Guide absolutely free. We are on a mission 
to change small businesses' lives and their ability to grow around the world. And whatever we can do to help you do that, we are here for it. And so we're hoping that this resource guide is one step closer to reaching your dreams. So all you need to do is slide into our DMs on Instagram with the word guide and just send us that message and we will send you a link to download it right away. Or you can head straight to theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Easy peasy. Oh, and did I mention you can also DM us guide on Instagram and voila, we'll shoot you that link right away. So my friend, don't wait another second. You can get your hands on the ultimate resource guide for product bosses right now. Now let's jump back into the show. So there were about 2000, this is from a time article about Barbie and there was 2000 Barbie related works including our, sorry, the Copyright Office and Library of Congress registered more than 2,000 Barbie-related works, including dolls, games, and songs for the movie, according to public records. And this is from a Time article by Eliana Doctorman. So there are over 2,000 trademarks registered for new things related to Barbie. Um, and just side tangent story, um, I convinced my husband to buy Mattel stock. Oh, because when we started talking about it, me being in marketing, I was like, you know what? This is really going to blow up. Because... Did you do it before Barbie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Except for the stock did dip, but we're in it for the long run, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> you and Barbie. But it was one of the ones that I was like, I know something big is going to come out of it because they released that movie knowing that they're going to get into like Zelda and all these other toy brands that are in our time when we were growing up yeah. that will be re- reinvented on streaming or reality. Yeah, Mattel's going into mm-hmm. the world of like DC comics. They're going to start to Yeah, they things. are. Yeah. So that's kind of the long-term play and all that. But oh, oh, uh, disclaimer, I am not a stock um, investor consultant. So, <laughs> so, so who listen. knows what I should be doing, okay? So don't go out and grab that stock um, unless you consult a real expert. Okay. Um, but one of the the collaborations that I think that they all could benefit from is, you know how um, they did Xbox? They did an Xbox, Xbox and Barbie collaboration. So there's Xbox that look really, really pink for the girl gamers. I think mm-hmm. that that was like super freaking brilliant because there's this subset of women who also game. I think that for those of you that are out there that are like, yeah, but how do I do this? There is, um, I had mentioned Cold Stone coming out with, you know, this whole like really, I don't know, all kinds of, it was like a real extra um, version of pink on pink on pink Cold Stone ice cream. Um, So I think that people could definitely come out like, I mentioned um, Uptown Dairy or what, that was that what it's called? Yeah, Uptown Dairy in Ankeny. They could come out with pink ice cream that has pink sprinkles and, and a, a just can version or something like that, right? Um, also recently, I don't know why I've been bringing up Bare Minerals a lot, but I just bought Bare Minerals, um, which they have not changed their packaging of their signature black cap you know, um, loose mineral powder in decades, maybe. But they came out with like an eco-friendly, really cute one that I literally bought at regular price. I usually try to wait till the holidays to buy bare minerals, honestly. But I bought it at regular price because it changed 
the packaging had changed. It was that special eco-friendly version. So even changing your packaging, I think can be something that you as all small businesses could potentially do. Like, you know, that was just like, have something with a pink cap on it or pink, uh, like pink label, which would be like for candles or pink, you know, all pink necklace that came out for a limited time. I think that's an easy way to think of yourself as playing into the trend of Barbie, but not having to pay for the licensing. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people did is like, they just kind of marketed pink if they weren't licensed. And that's what I was saying. I was like, I'm really proud of our product entrepreneurs that did do that because they, they saw the marketing moment. And I don't know what the next thing is going to be. Like there's, you know, obviously we're still coming out of this Barbie time. But thinking about these collaborations and looking everywhere and seeing it. So what you had mentioned, but like Coldstone Creamery and Pinkberry both did partnerships. So that was like similar products and they both did partnerships with it. Um, another thing that I saw was at Gap. Obviously, Gap had a huge Barbie push. I I didn't love anything, so I didn't buy any of it, but it had a huge push. So I saw like a lot of clothing going through Barbie Crocs. Aldo, like there are a lot of Barbie and it wasn't just one. It wasn't like one shoe company got, got it or one ice cream company got it. Like multiples were able to market. And, um, you and I were just talking about it, but, um, lush, lush. I had seen this. I was telling you, I had actually searched this out when I was in Europe with my kids, lush, which is like bath and body products had done a collaboration with SpongeBob SquarePants, And we were searching out the SpongeBob ones because we couldn't find them. Like they had cleared out. It was in the front of the store. So that again is like a collaboration with a bigger brand. And then I went in and I was asking for the SpongeBob and the woman, and this is in London. She was like, um, uh, no, we're out of that. But you know, next week we're going to have a new collaboration. I can't tell you yet, but I could hint that it's going to be pink. And I was like, Barbie. And she's like, I can't say anything. Obviously. I did feel like it was a late collaboration because it was like already a week after, mm-hmm. you know, Barbie movie that's came okay, out. though. I thought, you know what I like about that story though, is that she, that woman was building the hype. Yeah. You know? So it's like, kind of like that word of mouth, like, you know what you should wait for, you know? Like, I think that's the key benefit of like paying for licensing is that to get your employees or your team members or like people like hyping and um, sneak peeking or like teasing it out, I think is key. Though she was late, she still was teasing it out, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it's Lush. And Lush is, you know, it's is a huge brand. So who knows about the timing of when they had to do it. But so if you go to Lush right now, Barbie's all over it. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. And they have like a Barbie body spray and the Barbie Corvette, um, like a bubble thing. And, you know, they've got, it's not that many products, but they have like a pretty cool limited edition collection of Barbie. Um, and they had done that with SpongeBob. So there's just a really cool thing that I think Barbie has done. Oh, and the other thing that I, I wanted to say that I thought was cool, um, OPI nail polish. They mm-hmm. did a Barbie color. Guess what the oh. color name is? She's everything. I was probably going to say Barbie pink. Oh. <laughs> I feel like she is everything would be really Let's clever. See, I'm going to look. <laughs> I thought you were asking that for real. Well, like that's, you knew what, what it was. that's what it said. Okay, no, they have a yay space. They have a welcome to Barbie land. Hi, Ken. Hi, Barbie. My job is beach. 
<laughs> feel the magic and best day ever. Um, and there's some more. So that was, they have like a bon voyeurs to reality and every night is girls night. That's cute. I like that one. Yeah. So actually I didn't know the name, but yes, good guess, <laughs> Mina. <laughs> yeah. So and then, that was really clever. Just Matching the names too. Ruggable you know? has Barbie rug, even though it doesn't even look that Barbie. Homesick candles has homesick dream house candles. Um, like you said, the Barbie Uno. There's dog clothing that are Barbie, and then in, for marketing, Doctor Who, which actually sucks that I missed this because I think my husband would have loved it. Right by the Tower of London in England is a TARDIS. You've probably never watched Doctor Who, have you? Uh, I don't know. I've, I've heard I of highly it. doubt it because I've only watched it because <laughs> it hasn't made me. But people are obsessed. I feel like I've heard of them in my life. So they time travel <laughs> and they use like an old English phone box and they call it a TARDIS. And so they, I guess they have one and they painted it pink. So it was like this crossover crossover where it was like a, like a physical thing. And then even Doctor Who got on the Bar- Barbie bandwagon by painting it pink. Ooh, and cool. like we talked about the, the Malibu dream house. And even in Germany, they created a dream house for people to go into. So experiential. So talking about all this and like the epic way that the, the franchise and Barbie marketed and cross promoted and was everywhere and did these partnerships and all that, how can we pull it together for our small businesses? And like, how do you want to kind of bring it together? Yeah, I gave some examples earlier how they could change their packaging, right? Um, how they could um, tie it by uh, color, right? Barbie has that signature pink that we all heard all the names that Jacqueline gave us for that type of pink, right? We all know that everywhere we turn, it's pink. So you could have that for all the ice cream shops or bakeries or whatever else out there. There was a Burger King pink sauce that came out. So all the food things. Also, I do think that there's things that feel barbie adjacent. So for example, Kendra Scott Jewelry, she has her bracelets and the accessories were, um, what are those things? Charm bracelets. The charms were high heels and roller blades, right? So those are like throwing attention towards Barbie kind of like in an adjacent way. They're you you connect the dots for, for your customer, right? And so um, there was Reef, which is a sandal company that I remember showing this to our MSM Next Level students, that they came out with Barbie strapped. They you could not tell they could not say Barbie. I'm pretty like sure of this because they did not use the words Barbie, but they had that. You know how Mattel has that like starburst thing in the background um, of their um, logo. They had the shoe in front of that starburst sort of shape. So you knew that they were alluding to the fact that that meant Barbie, you know, and without being infringing on trademark. So for all of you, I think that there's lots of different ways that you could jump into the trend, whether you name something a certain way, whether you package something a certain way, whether you use a pink or the Barbie adjacent things like rollerblades, high heels. You could even play into Ken, like that coffee shop story about just Ken. You know, it could be a just Ken sandwich that's like really, you know, that fur coat he wore or whatever, you know, like, and and the story you told about the glasses that was um, pink sunglasses, right? They didn't have to do anything special. They just put sunglasses and convertibles together. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's something, I think, I think, the thing to think about as as businesses is like one when can you 
work with something that's already happening in pop culture or, you know, wherever you are in the world, right? What's already happening that you can kind of hop on that bandwagon with, but please, 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 like Mina said, no copyright infringement. Mm -hmm. So if you're using the word Barbie in their logo, um, Actually, I don't think you can even use the word Barbie probably on merchandise. Don't, don't, yeah. We, we're not lawyers. Again, consult an expert, maybe, but we <laughs> know do that it. for sure. You know, it's the same with those of you, I think, on like Etsy and stuff like that, that do Mickey Mouse ears and stuff like that. Yeah. Legally, this is not okay. Don't do it. Better that you do something else. Right. Um, but, but it's the idea of pink, like Mina said, and sparkles. And it was that Barbie pink. It's not like a light pink. It's, it's like, it was like a Barbie pink and, and people made it make sense. So I think there's the idea of how you could capitalize on that. And we saw so many of you do that. And if you're thinking, well, what's next? Well, think about stuff that comes up, you know? Um, I remember the last time something big like this happened was like the election in the States back in 2020. And I remember people were making vote necklaces and vote um, shirts. And there was like, everything was like vote. And obviously everything went on sale after the election. Vote wasn't going to last. But the word vote was such a big thing that if you put that into your product, people were buying it. So that's like a really good way to do it. But I think the thing, the thing that I want us all to think about is paying attention, like Mina said, like paying attention to what's starting to happen. Like, what are we seeing kind of pop up? What's starting to be the whispers on like TikTok or trends that we're starting to see? And, and you can get ahead of it a little bit earlier. And then I think it's going to be really fun to watch how these collaborations across like media types, mm-hmm. you know, it starts to happen where like a movie is collaborating with yogurt and nail polish and you could book a stay at an Airbnb and you could take um a boat cruise, you know, that's inspired by Barbie and how the whole thing just kind of crosses over because it's starting to get into that world of like, what do our kids play? Is it Roblox where they're all living in this like virtual uh Minecraft or Roblox. Yeah, like where they're living in the virtual world. Well like it's the same idea of taking like the virtual and putting it in our in our real world worlds. And it's just this like really cool like recipe for exposure. So it's just trying to think about that, like the cross promotion and the different places, like influencers, you know, experiences, product collaboration, partnerships. And and you can think about there might be ways that you might be able to integrate that in your business as well. Yeah. And one really quick note is that even though there's trends happening, you don't have to jump on them either. So one of the reasons why I think that Barbie is so successful is because it's actually also polarizing. Mm -hmm. There's people that Yeah, someone said they'd rather like poke their eyes out than market Barbie. Someone on Instagram. Yeah, and there's a lot of men that saw that movie and they were not into it. Like there is, and women too. Like the women were like, if I have to hear another, you know, Barbie, blah, 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 then I'm, you know... Like, get over it was pretty much what I read on a comment. And then I have had so many um, ones that have popped up where men, like grown, like six-year-old men are like, that movie is going to change the world, you know? And families seeing it together. So it's polarizing. And I think that, you know, you had brought up vote. And that is one of the reasons why that was so big too. It was like almost an identifier on pop culture, like which side of the spectrum that you stood on. So I think that while we're, Jacqueline and I are mentioning trends, if you want to jump on the trend, absolutely. But know that um, if you don't want to, that's okay too. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to speak to everything is what I'm trying to say. 
You speak to the things that you want to speak on. And this is one of the ones that Jacqueline and I really both loved and saw like how cool marketing can be. I think this is the reason why we both have fallen in love with marketing is because we are those people that watch the, you know, commercials on the Super Bowl more so than the game. And we are people who love teaching you all about marketing. So understand that you can do what you want to do too. And you don't have to speak on every trend that comes up. And let's just play tribute to a woman who founded a product who was a businesswoman, which is Ruth Handler, right? She's the co-founder of Mattel. And she's the one who created Barbie. And you kind of learn this, you know, somewhere in the movie that she watched her daughter playing with paper dolls and her daughter's name was Barbara. So she named Barbie after her daughter. And she she saw that like her daughter was playing with paper dolls and they represented adult women. And she thought, you know, what if she had a real doll, like an adult doll that would empower girls to imagine and do role play. And so that's how she, a product boss, just like yourself, debuted Barbie. It was in 1959 at the American International Toy Fair in New York City. And that is what she's created. So cheers to a woman in the 50s creating a product that, what is that, 60s? How many years is that later? Um, 65-ish, 60-something years later. Do your own math, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) When was my mom born? (laughs) So 60, Mm. you know, like 64, 65 years later, there's a movie and there's a $150 million budget and there's a woman director and there's all this amazing stuff that back then when she tried to change the world for women, and I know that we all have our own opinions about Barbie and that's not the point here, but just the impact of a woman product boss in the 50s and Mattel as we know it today. And the legacies we're all going to create, especially the women that listen to this podcast and our daughters that watch and our sons that watch what we do as business owners and what we can create that we look back at 60 years from now. Yeah, absolutely. And Barbie is everything and he's just Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's go beach. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Catch you next time. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive. And we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.